This is Rob Sepich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. I taught a university course on stress management for 20 years, and I will be sharing highlights of that throughout these podcasts. I'll end each of them with an experiment, something for you to try to check out how valid what I have to say might be in your life. I'll talk about pain and imagery today. I don't know if you are aware of using imagery, but we pretty much are always using imagery, whether we know it or not. The two most common ways seem to be regretting something in the past or worrying about something in the future. And sometimes that doesn't leave much time or focus for the present, which of course is where all the action's at. It might be something as simple as getting out of bed in the morning and picturing yourself making it to the bathroom, or it might be in a meeting getting ready to speak. We, We picture these things almost always right before we act. Now, I don't fully believe in mind over matter. I don't think that imagery alone will create success. We still have to put the work in, but imagery makes it so much more likely that we will reach our goals, because in general, it's hard to arrive in a place if we're not sort of planning on where that place might be. I am mostly a visual person. Some of us, about 80% of us, are primarily visual imagery uh, individuals, but we all use other senses to different extents. Here's something that I used last summer that got me through a pretty difficult night. I was in the hospital recovering after uh, surgery for prostate cancer, and I was in a room in which there was a problem with the air conditioning system, and we couldn't get the temperature below 78 degrees Fahrenheit. So I was pretty warm. The nurses and nursing assistants were bringing in packs of ice to try to keep me cool. So I'm lying on my back. I have uh, tubes coming in and out of my body, uh, and I had these electric compression socks on each leg going up to my knees, and those are designed to help reduce the risk of a blood clot uh, post-surgically. So by most accounts, I was trapped, and I was in a fair amount of pain because they hadn't uh, found a medication that was really uh, very effective quite yet. At any rate, here's what I came up with. I'm lying on a beach in the hot sun. I am at an all-inclusive resort where I don't even need to get out of bed or off this great massage table because I've got a little button right here connecting me with a concierge. I'm getting a seaside massage on my legs. I'm hearing lots of sounds in the hallway, but these really aren't nurses or patients, uh, what I'm hearing are people going to play sand volleyball or get some snorkeling and scuba diving gear to hang out in the water. I'm having a great time and I don't have a care in the world. I didn't go into the hospital with that imagery in mind, but it just came to me because it beat the alternative, which was being miserable, stuck, suffering, uh, feeling indignity, embarrassment, fear. And what that did, even though I really don't think I slept at all that night, was it kept my suffering extremely low. 
whenever the uh, nurse in charge of my uh, room came in and checked in on me and she would see that I was awake, I'd say, oh, you know, I think I nodded off for a bit. I'm getting some rest. And she'd say, you say that every time I'm in, I, I really don't think you've slept at all. But when the morning light came, I was feeling pretty good because I was resting. There is this huge difference, as I've said once before, between pain and suffering. And there's, in fact, a saying that pain is inevitable. Suffering's optional. Whether it's physical or emotional, or some of each. I really think that when we can just allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, but recognize that there's an awful lot of freedom in our mind of what to do with it, we can keep suffering at bay. For example, that night, I I chose not to be at one with the pain and to fully experience it or to be able to breathe through it. Now, I've done that before, but frankly, it wasn't working for me then. But what was working is taking myself somewhere else. You know, we daydream fairly often, uh, but we might think of that as something over which we have no control. And sometimes that's probably true, but we do have more control than you might think of what we're doing. A person who's very challenging in your life, you might be able to just view them as a teacher, someone who's teaching you a painful lesson, but it's up to you to extract some kind of wisdom from it. A health concern you're having that might be a clue to making some kind of change in your behavior to help minimize the effects of that. There's any number of ways that we can keep suffering at bay or maybe reduce it almost entirely by viewing situations differently and by recognizing thoughts just for what they are, just thoughts. They're temporary, they're fleeting, and they do tend to pass much more quickly if we don't try too hard to control them. So an experiment for you is view something you're dealing with with a different image and see if that freedom gives you a break from the suffering and maybe teaches you a lesson along the way. Well, that's it for now. I'd like to thank you very much for listening and we will talk again soon.